Welcome to the Health Interactions Podcast. Today we have on the show a fellow Novocastrian. His name is James McDonald, and he's the founder of JM Recruiting, which is a tech and digital recruitment company based in Newcastle and Sydney. On top of this, he himself runs a podcast too. It's called the Newey Tech People Podcast, where he interviews people from the tech industry, also based in the Newcastle area. So he's a strong believer in an engaged audience over necessarily a large audience, which we also believe in here too at Health Interactions. On top of this, James also has a family, a wife and three kids at home. So it's fair to say he's pretty stretched with his time, yet he still prioritizes his health, which we get to talk about in today's show. So please, we hope you enjoy, sit back and listen. Hello and welcome to the next installment of the Health Interactions podcast. Today we're pretty excited to have a fellow Novocastrian um, by the name of James McDonald. He is the owner from JM Recruiting, which is a tech and digital recruitment company based in both Newcastle and Sydney. Uh, on top of this, he's also the founder of the Newey Tech People podcast, which is a great sort of uh, community of like-minded individuals that get together and talk about tech and they're all from the Newcastle area which is pretty pretty inspiring and pretty powerful for the area of Newcastle. Um, James, how you been have you been traveling through the um, uncertain times of COVID? How's it affected you and your business? Uh, mate, uh, definitely affected our business. It was a very, very ordinary first couple of days of the COVID uh, COVID nineteen. Yeah, probably I think sixty percent of our active work drop off within a two day period. So uh, you might not like to hear this on the health on the health front, but on day two of that, I purchased myself a bottle of red wine on the way home from work that day and consumed it that night. Um, it was a pretty pretty lonely couple of days, but since then, mate, life's okay. Uh, everything's gone forward. Uh, we've, still got, we've still got some business on. It's picking up now as well, so trying to stay positive as possible uh, when it comes across all that. Uh, there's definitely some positives and make use of some downtime or a little bit less busy time, so... Overall, look at it from a, I don't want to say it's been a positive experience because a lot of people are really hurting, but from a pure individual and my business perspective, it's not all that bad. Yeah, and that's the best way to look at it. I guess from my end, I'm a little bit the same. I, um, the first two weeks, I I was pretty flat. You know, I didn't get to the opportunity to see many of my own clients face-to-face. Um, I had to do some telehealth conference and um, telehealth consultations and things. And I could tell in myself I was I was flat, but um, I, I spent the time to sort of sharpen sharpen the axe, I guess. You know, focus focus on building assets and and building things in the company. So, like you say, it's it's not all bad, and it, and you can you can make it what you will. But I, I guess, completely agree. Yeah, I completely agree. We've used some of that downtime to build out the back end of our business to make our processes better. Also, use that time that we were really busy beforehand and have have a little bit of downtime, have a bit of time where you can spend some more time with your family, have a little bit of time where you don't have to be as stressed and working as long hours or as, as late at night. So it's, it's good to have those times because you can't run full steam 100% of the time. You need Everyone needs that downtime. So it's been a good opportunity to actually take a little bit of that as well. Absolutely. And, you, and you've got to be kind to yourself. Um, I so I think it's super interesting. I've learned about you and researching your company, JM Recruiting, and I saw that you um, made the transition from 
being a marketer to, to being a recruiter. From the surface, it sounds like they'd be very similar in the sense that now you're a recruiter, you're almost just marketing um, an individual and a company and marrying them up together. What was the transition like for you and what were some of the key learnings that you learned from, learned from the marketing background? Yeah, I, I think you, you hit the nail on the head there. Uh, the marketing and recruiting have a lot of overlap there. So uh, my whole life was basically marketing. So I spent nine years of my life doing marketing. I did a degree, majored in marketing. Um, I was working in Sydney. And then my wife and I found out we are pregnant and bought a place on the Central Coast. Um, so I was then traveling to Sydney for the first nine months after my first son was born. And that was a pretty ordinary experience, to be honest. Uh, there was a lot of days where I'd leave before he woke up and get home after he was asleep. There was one week in particular where I think five days in a row I didn't see him when he was awake. And that was probably the, the end of it for me. That was, this isn't a life. Uh, this isn't a life being able to see your only child at that point. Uh, and I knew something had to change. Um, life has a funny way of uh, working itself out and opportunities presenting themselves and I knew someone that knew someone that uh, provided an opportunity to, to move into recruitment and then I didn't have to travel anymore. Uh, the, the company I moved to had an office on the Central Coast and also in Newcastle, made life a lot easier. I could spend some more time with the family, didn't have to commute. And that's how I ended up in recruitment. So it was uh, definitely, definitely not something that was overly planned. I didn't even know much about the recruitment industry Um from how to how to actually recruit at that stage, been fell in, and six years later it might be now. Uh, been doing that ever since, and it's an enjoyable experience. Um, definitely, definitely enjoyed it. Uh, I think some people just describe it as champagne and razor blades. You can have some really good days and some really horrible days, yeah. uh, depending on outcomes. But I enjoy the experience. I enjoy the opportunity to to meet with people, uh, have conversations with people, drink a reasonable amount of coffee with people um so yeah i i enjoy my job i i don't i definitely don't hate mondays um i don't get the sunday night blues by any means i yeah i enjoy what i do i think that a little bit of that comes with running my own business and that way i, I get to make the decisions on how i want to run it but i do like the industry i like what i do um so it definitely makes life more enjoyable so what were the, what were the steps for you um, from I guess it sounds like you fell into marketing to now running a very successful company in the Newcastle area in recruiting. What were the what were the steps in getting from falling into a a job that you probably didn't see yourself in to um, running what is a successful company? Yeah, um, once again, I life has a funny way of working itself out. Um, I'm I'm someone that pretty happy to take a risk in life my wife is probably the opposite and she's more risk adverse which is good for me because you know where i'd be if i just took all the risk i wanted to take yeah. but uh we were we were pregnant again and actually very close to due with our our third child when i was presented an opportunity to go out and uh, start my own recruitment business uh, i got lucky there was a company that at that time was was helping individuals go out and start their own recruitment business and providing a little bit of security and backing at that stage so it wasn't just jumping out completely on my own. I was jumping out with a bit of a safety net. So that allowed me to do that. Bit of a crazy time to do that right as our third child was born. But it also put the pressure on me to, to succeed, which uh, I think I enjoyed. I think uh, that's just by my nature. When 
when I've got a deadline or I've got something, you know, that's hard to do, um, I'll, I'll find a way to do it. I'll work harder. I'll, I'm very happy to do the hours or do whatever's necessary to make it work. Um, so I'm putting a little bit of pressure on myself. But, yeah, I guess a little bit of luck, um, right opportunity, right presented itself at the right time. And then I did that for a, a year or just over a year and the part of that arrangement was then I could go out and completely brand as my own, run my own exactly how I wanted to do it. And yeah. here we are a couple of years later again. So uh, lucky timing, I guess, if you want to use the word luck. Um, different people have different ways of looking at that. You sort of make your own luck I to think, an extent. but I think so. You, you make your own luck. You know, absolutely. You know, you can be in fortunate positions, but if you're not working hard and you're not putting yourself at the forefront to, I guess, be in the right place at the right time, you, you'll never be in the right place at the right time. Um, yeah, I can t- completely agree. So, uh, yeah, really good. Uh, really good opportunity presented itself, and, and that's sort of led to where it is now. Um, it's another couple of years. Definitely uh, the hardest I've ever worked in my life over those couple of years. But I think you'll do that when you're working for yourself or you're working for an opportunity you really you really want to make happen. So I'm yep. um, very thankful for the opportunities that have presented myself, both as all of my companies, really, whether I was maybe when I was a bit younger, probably wasn't as grateful for those opportunities. And that's probably just my naivety and uh, me being a little bit young. Um, but looking back now, I'm very thankful for all the opportunities that have led to where I'm at now. Uh, I've learned different things along the way. Met some really good people along the way. Learned from those people. Um, so, yeah, I'm mate, grateful for you know the opportunities and the steps that have presented themselves uh, for me to be where I'm at today. Fantastic. Um, being someone that specialises in the you know technology and digital space, um, and being in a a time you know more no more relevant than right now where everyone's relying on. Uh, technology um where do you see the future of a lot of companies going do you think there'll be more and more um platforms uh yeah i I think it's an interesting time i think it's uh the whole covid19 situation has fast-tracked a lot of companies work from home uh work from home policies let's call it um they a lot of companies were very adverse to, to allowing staff to work from home um, and through COVID-19, they've been forced to do so. I think those companies will really struggle in the future to say, hey, you're not allowed to work from home, when for the past couple of months, people have been able to do that and do that successfully. So I think it's fast-tracked the the different working arrangements. There's some of the biggest companies in the world, uh, like Facebook and Twitter, um, for example, that have both said, hey, they're, they're going to allow their, their um, employees to work from home permanently, um, at least to, through to the end of this year or the end of next year as well. So... Um, with those big companies starting to offer that, other companies will start to have to offer those sort of uh, benefits to to employees to help retain them or attract them to their companies. So I think that'll be an interesting way. But I think on the flip side of that, uh, the longer this uh, COVID-19 goes on, the more people realise the desire for human interaction. I think people are getting bored of being at home by themselves or working from home. People are wanting the opportunity to get out and mingle with their colleagues and have a coffee with their colleagues or have a chat over the old, the old school water cooler. Yeah. Um, people, people are, you know, desiring that human interaction. Uh, so I think it'll be an interesting, interesting to see how, how it goes back and what this leads to in the future. But it's definitely, it's definitely shown that technology does enable working from home and does enable in your instance, being able to consult remotely 
might not have that same face-to-face interaction, but you can get, you know, 80% of that job done remotely. Yeah. Um, is, is 80% good enough, that whole 80-20 rule? So it's, it'll be interesting to see how that continues to change in most industries. Well, yeah, it's certainly fast-tracked. Uh, my product rollout of of rolling out the ability to do telehealth consultations. It's something I've been working on in the background for a little while, but yet to roll it out. It was something I'd planned to do probably later later this year in a sort of full product rollout. Um, however, yeah. when all this happened, it was like, no, it's got to come out now. That um, that telehealth sort of um, option for clients has got to come out right now, or else I'm not going to be seeing anyone for what could be weeks. Thankfully. Thankfully, there was a lot of clients that still needed that face-to-face interaction and being in the health industry and not the fitness industry, we were able to continue seeing some people face-to-face because they would have probably really suffered if if we weren't be able to, to continue seeing each other face-to-face for some of their rehabilitation. Um, so, yeah, very thankful that that technology is available and, and it certainly fast-tracked it for me. Um, I want to talk about your podcast now. Um, I think you've you've built what appears to be a really really great podcast in the sense that you've built a strong community of of like minded individuals, all tech lovers. Um, can you tell me more about why you started this and how you gained the momentum you have? Yeah, I think uh, the recruitment industry in general has a pretty bad reputation. Um, in general, I think a lot of people and individuals see recruiters and recruitment companies like used car salesmen or, or hardcore. Hardcore salespeople. Uh, it doesn't have a great reputation. I, I tried to. I've tried to tackle my entire recruitment career uh, on the flip side of that. I think, from my perspective, my my part of creating the podcast was about community first. Uh, community first idea about providing value to the community. I don't talk about myself on there. It's all about the guests. It's about me being able to ask the guests and provide get the guests to provide insights into the community who, who the audience might find engaging and uh, topics that the, the audience might find engaging and interesting. So for me, it was about trying to provide value to the community. I think in general, in life, if you can provide value first, uh, you'll go a long way. I think from my perspective, I've always been about trying to help build the community, promote the local events, promote the local individuals, help other people out. Yeah. I've never once... You know, we don't take sponsors. I don't sell my recruitment services on the podcast. It's just purely a community play. And I think, I think just in general, if you if you tackle things with the provide value first, uh, things have a funny way of working themselves out. I think a lot of times when uh, when or people ask me about the podcast in, in in the beginnings of it was about how narrow that field was. You know, the Newcastle as a location is, is significantly smaller than any of the big cities and it's definitely not an international play. And then the tech community, again, is a small community within that. It's a pretty small play. But from my marketing days, I've always been a big fan of depth over width. Yep. So instead of trying to be everything to everyone, which you very, very quickly fail at, if you just become super narrow, super narrow with your focus and go with that depth, um, I think there's a lot of success to be had in that, and that's the way I've tackled the podcast. That's the way I've tackled my recruitment business. We say no to to things that fall out of that tech tech realm. Um, we try to be specialists and and know what we do. So I've tackled the podcast with the exact same exact same mindset, with just that that real depth in the 
this one specific location, one specific niche, um, yeah. just providing value to the Newcastle tech community. I agree. I think that it's um it's more important to have an engaged an engaged audience and an engaged community than it is to have necessarily a big one. I agree. I one I could not agree with you more. Yeah. Um, so you've got a family, um, you've got a podcast, you've got a successful business, you've got all these things happening in your life. Um, however, I'm a big believer if you don't prioritize your health first, um, everything sort of around you will eventually start to sort of deteriorate as well. So in one way or another, you would have to be keeping on, on top of your health um, in your busy schedule. So I was just sort of wanting to know how you do that. What, what tips might you be able to provide to someone that's probably trying to you know, ambitious like yourself, running a lot of things and um, and able to doing it so successfully and keeping on top of your health while doing it? Uh, mate, there's probably a couple of different answers to this. Uh, I, mate, I, I'm, I agree. I think, uh, I think I'm probably at my best uh, when my body's healthy, uh, when I've had enough sleep. Uh, my mind is probably at its best when that happens. Um, but that's not always the case. It's definitely not the case. I definitely don't live on eight hours sleep and waking up and doing 20 minutes meditation and some breath work and, and having a cold shower and intermittent fasting and yeah. eating pure paleo. You know, you can read all the, all the perfect things to do in the world, but uh, I just don't think it's, it's overly achievable for, for the vast majority of us. Um, no, mate, I, I've got three young, no, I got three young kids. My kids are two, four and six. Um, so I, you know, I, I work a full-time job and I tend to do some reasonable hours with that and then try to also be at home to have dinner with them every night. And I think I'm, I'd be at home 13 nights out of 14 in a, in a fortnight um, to have dinner with the kids, um, which I think is the priority for me. That's why I've tried to prioritise, you know, spending that time with them over work. And if I've got to work after hours after they go to bed, then I do that then. Yeah. Um, my, my health has been... Uh, I don't wouldn't say a yo-yo, but it has it has its its good times and it's not throughout my life. Um, there's times where I've definitely prioritised them, and there's times where I've let it lapse. I guess a little because work and life and everything else gets busy, and maybe that's one of the first things to drop off, unfortunately. But I definitely see the uh, the benefits of um, when my when I'm had enough sleep and I'm eating cleaner and I'm not drinking as much and I'm sleeping well that you know, my mind's at its best then as well. So I think it's definitely something I, I try to make a, a conscious effort of, but I'm far from perfect. Yeah. And um, I guess the important thing is to highlight there is you have to enjoy your life. And like you are saying, you, you know, you're not doing the keto, you're not doing the paleo, you're not doing all these quite probably unrealistic things with everything else that you've got going on around you. It's just doing enough and you've got to prioritize your health enough to be able to, do all these other things you're doing and, and to focus um, all your attention on, you know, eating super strict and getting to the gym six days a week and spending, you know, an hour every day doing mindfulness or meditation, it, it does become unrealistic if you want to be successful in all your other components of life. However, if you were to ignore it completely, you know, you won't be successful in all the other aspects of life. So it's finding that balance, like you say. Yeah, I agree, mate. At the start of this COVID-19, um, obviously, you know, the gyms are closed. So I bought myself one of those Rogue Echo bikes and they're a death machine. Those things nice. are there. They're really difficult. That and a kettlebell. And I've tried to do 20 minutes, 20, 25 minutes a day on that. Um, 
I've probably managed to do that three or four times a week, most weeks throughout this period. And on the flip side of that, um, there's a little bottle shop right near home that I've got a really, really nice craft beer selection. And I've been trying out one or two of those, Fantastic. you know, three or four days a week as well. And on, you know, the rainy weather's like it is at the moment. I've enjoyed a, a glass of bread here and there as well. So I try to, I try to buy that, you know, that in the mindset a little bit just in moderation. I'm not going to be perfect. I'm, I'm probably not going to be somebody running around with a six pack anytime soon. But yeah. hey, I'd also not want to be in four XLs or something like that. So no. if I can find a little happy balance there, uh, that that works for me. What's been your favourite craft beer in ISO? Uh, Murray's, the Murray's Brewing. I really like the Murray's. Yeah. Um, beers uh the east coast lager is probably my favorite um they also do a nice angry man that's called up there so they're probably two of my favorites there i'll have to check Um, it out yeah um i'll probably head up that way for a little uh a little day they got a brewery on site up there as well so yeah i think a a few mates and i are going to head up there uh, when we're allowed to and enjoy a day out there perfect rodeo have you got any advice it's something i ask every every guest that i have on the show to finish up do you have any advice for anyone listening? And that can be any any advice whatsoever. You know, a motto that you live by, or or a life lesson that you've you've learnt along the way that you can just sort of pass on to anyone listening. Mate, I'm reading I'm reading a book for the third time now uh, through COVID again at the moment called The Obstacle Is the Way by Ron Holiday. And honestly, it is one of the best books I've ever read. Probably the best book I've ever read. Um, and it's about Oh, it's, it's extremely relevant to the whole COVID-19. It's a, a lot about stoicism, but I think it's a really good mindset. Um, a book about mindset and um, how to tackle different things in life. Um, from, I don't have any one quote or anything like that. Uh, I've got a few tattoos that mean things to me. I've got a family crest, obviously, uh, signifying my, my family. I've got a love heart tattoo, signifying love uh, and trying to be, you know, choose love, but, you know, in most of the decisions I make, you know, choose that. What is the, the nicer decision? What, what, how can you be more caring for other people? I've got a smiley face tattoo, which for me signifies gratitude. I'm a big fan of gratitude and just being happy for what you've got. I think it's very easy in this life at the moment to be, uh, you can get down, down in the dumps. You see, uh, about just different things around the big, big, big scheme of things. You know, most of us are all right, especially people living in, in Newcastle, like we both are around, you know, or most people in general in Australia really are extremely fortunate. And if, if you just look at the fortunate things we've got in life, I think most of us are okay and it can put a better spin on things. Yeah, gratitude is one of the four sort of principles that we we live by um, at Health Interactions and promote the health advantage and how to create the health advantage is definitely gratitude. Yeah. You know, happiness is a constant pursuit. And if you... If you think that, you know, if you can just get through this discomfort and you'll be at this destination of happiness, I think that you're a little bit unrealistic and happiness more so comes from what you've got and be, being grateful for what you've got rather than, you know, the discomfort and then what you can get at the end of that discomfort. It's it's more about being happy in that discomfort because of the things you've got around you. Oh, man, I completely agree. Um, yeah, so that's, yeah, one of the biggest ones. And then my most recent tattoos is... Uh, around a word called ataraxia, which is, once again, it probably comes from that, that stoicism and it's, you know, a state of sort of freedom from emotional disturbance and anxiety. So it's all about sort of tranquility. It's just about 
try to be the calmest person in the room. You know, a lot of people, I think bad decisions get made when, you know, there's lots of stuff going around us in, in life and people make rash decisions on stuff. It can be a little bit, yeah, it's probably not the most ideal time to be making a decision like that. So yeah. it's just sort of that tranquility and uh, sereneness, if you will. Fantastic. Have you got anything more you want to touch on before we wrap up? No, mate, I've uh, enjoyed the chat today. It's, uh, it's good to see another small business uh, like yourself uh, out there trying to put out some quality content. Yeah. Um, I think the, the part for the, you know, when we first had a conversation that hit home for me was you, you just having a conversation with ordinary Australians and ordinary people. Uh, I think from different people, from different works life, you don't need to be, you know, a professional sports person or anything like that to, to be looking after your health. And for someone like yourself, it's something that's not bread and butter for your industry to be running a podcast so tops to you well thank you very much for coming on today and um yeah you're, you're welcome back anytime it's great to have another another nova castrian nice mate i enjoy the time thanks for the call cheers mate